All right. Uh, we start off today's podcast on a little bit of a, a Saturday. Uh, having some good laughs, a, a good time. However, we do this with heavy hearts as we think about the many students and teachers who lost their lives yesterday in Texas and the families that lost their loved ones. Uh, we recognize the horrible issue of gun violence and continue to question when is enough enough. There is a very clear issue with the amount of violence happening in our country right now. Uh, I was talking to Hannah's sister today, and I was telling her a little bit about when I worked at a pawn shop in Alabama. It was very often that a very clearly unstable person would come in to purchase a gun, and 20 minutes later, they would be w walking out with an automatic weapon. Uh, that's just how easy it is to purchase a gun in America. And as well, I kind of find it bullshit that my girlfriend's a fourth grade teacher, and I worry every day that she's going to be coming home from an elementary school. Um, we here may not know the answer exactly, but uh, what we do know is that there's something evidently wrong with our country and gun violence has become such a horrible reality every day. Yeah. Um, very, very well put, Trav. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's devastating. It's sad. And I really, um, I don't have too much words to say about that, um, but uh, I do appreciate you, and um, you know it makes me in times like these, in the sad times. I think it's also good to you know take a step back and you know be be grateful for the the things that we have. Um, so I'll Absolutely. just leave it. I'll just leave that there, and then uh, let's kick off our uh, episode three, Trav. Yes, sir, man. I'm dude. I I was just telling. Uh telling my coworkers today i'm excited throughout the week just to get here and do this yeah i'm so excited all week yeah i mean i was i was pretty stoked uh come wednesday when wednesday of last week came like wednesday <laughs> of this week came so for everybody out there we, uh, we are recording this on friday night here um on this lovely memorial day weekend uh we had a podcast queued up ready to go to send off on thursday afternoon and uh, I got the audio in there, and I'm looking at through the audio, and the audio is just um, butchered. Basically, yeah, it's non-repairable. It it wasn't aligning. We had a guest on last this week, ready to go. Everything was great. It was a hilarious podcast where it was we covered an array of topics, and it was just it was amazing. And then to see that it was just absolutely deflating. So yeah, for those of you guys that know bricks, know that it it takes kind of a lot to to bother him and fluster him. I have never gotten so many texts that all he wrote was just, I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. Sadly, neither of us are very good with technology. So we just kind of had to bang it and then, and then re-record. So here we are. Yeah, man. I mean, I was, I was, it, it, it ruined my, it ruined my Thursday. I'm not going to lie, but uh, <laughs> it, it was nice that, you know, you also were super supportive and, and there for me. So it wasn't like I was just getting hit from all angles, but uh, we will have, uh, we'll have that guest on next week and we'll, we'll do just as good, if not better now. And uh, uh, yeah, but uh, let's, uh, let's jump into it, Trav. I, uh, I know we, we talked about this, um, doing some segments every week and I wanted to bring up our first segment. I'm excited about it. Um, it is going to be known as the against the odds segment. So um, keeping like the gambling, or the sports, I guess, theme here with the against the odds. But the whole basis of it is basically something that happened this past week. 
uh, that you felt was against the odds. And it doesn't necessarily have to be sports related. It can be personal life, things that maybe don't always happen um, and, and happened against the odds. So um, that being said, Trevor, I'll, I'll kick it over to you and uh, for your against the odds uh, for last week. Okay. So my against the odds is going to stay on the sports field. Um, actually course to be exact, because I broke 90 for the first time in my life. And I'm talking about a real breaking 90. I think I broke 90 before, but I wasn't counting drops. I probably actually hit 115 shots that day. (laughs) But last week I went out and shot a real life 88. Wow. Um, And, and for people that have goals with me, that is a pretty big feat, dude. I'm not going to lie. I, I, my goal is usually to break a hundred, but what kind of sparked me to get a little better at golf was I went out with uh, my girlfriend, Hannah Morrow. I went out with her dad and he just whooped my ass up and down the course for all 18 holes. And I'm a very <laughs> competitive person. And I decided that was the last time that that was going to happen. And although it might not be the last time that it was going to happen, it's just not ever going to be that bad again. So <laughs> I've been going out by myself. I've, I've golfed by myself multiple times. I've been out on the driving range like every day for the last two weeks just trying to get a little better. And you know what? I went out and it paid off, dude. I shot at 88. <laughs> First off, I want to say uh, congrats, 88. I was actually assuming you were going to say 89. Barely squeak it out. But 88 is impressive. Uh, no, I, gave, I left myself a little wiggle room there, dude. Yeah, uh, on your way <laughs> on your way to the PGA Tour. Here you come. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say, though, I want to say I feel like it's a rite of passage of every – man when they have a daughter and their daughter starts you know dating uh it's a rite of passage for them to absolutely annihilate um their daughter's boyfriend in maybe sports or um i don't know manhood in general just just manhood like one time the first just to set the tone for the rest of like the relationship like all right yeah like we'll become friends going forward no you maybe marry my daughter whatever it may be but now, like, uh, just just so you know, I remember about what five years ago when I kicked your ass on the golf course. Right. Yeah. And he, as I guess you would say, as a man, kind of does whip my ass at everything. You know. <laughs> and, you know. Once I was telling me the story about how, when she was in high school, he would go out every morning and start her car before she got up, and he would, you know, like scrape off the the frost from the window, make sure that the car was all nice and warm inside. And I was just like, man. I have a lot to live up to. So not only not only on the golf course, but also just being a man. I've got a lot a lot to learn from Mike Morrow. That's hilarious because I think of uh, I'm not going to dive too deep into the story, but the story that you told one time, Trav, about how Hannah's trying to like wake you up to to leave, and you're like, yeah, okay, cool, and you just fall back asleep. Hannah can barely get you to wake up, yeah, and I'm... then her dad's over here starting the car, washing washing the car, mowing the lawn, doing everything she needs, maybe even doing her school homework for her. <laughs> she, yeah, she, she's being all sweet in the mornings, like, all right, maybe I'm going to work, and then I'm just like. And it's six fifty. Aren't you kind of in a hurry? I think you should get out of here. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Uh, well, congrats on uh, hitting under ninety, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, you're on your way to not getting your ass kicked um, by your dad anymore. But I actually kind of hope he does. No, don't say that, please. Well, I mean, it, it 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 clearly instilled something, and yes, I like that. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm just going to become an all around better person because he beat me on the golf course. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Okay, well, my um, my against the odds, uh, it's going to be sports related this week. Uh, not many people probably know this in America, but uh, the English Premier League finished last Sunday. 
Uh, English Premier League is uh, football, real football, but technically soccer. Uh, soccer yes. <laughs> English Premier League finished last weekend. Manchester City won the Premier League. It was an amazing day. If you happen to watch the game, they were down 2-0, heading into like the 75th minute, and there's only 90 minutes in soccer. And they ended up winning 3-2, uh, to two, coming back, and they needed to win to basically win the Premier League, and they did. And it was absolutely buzzing. I was at a uh, pub in the lower east side in new york city and it was buzzing like it, the whole pub was just just so silent when they were down 2-0 like we thought we were done and then they came back and won 3-0 or 3-2 and um i have some fellow friends who are liverpool fans who were devastated that they you know that we came back so it was a, it was a great feeling i think i was like <clears throat> excuse me i think i was singing in the street uh, <laughs> by myself like and it was kind of like sprinkling that day. It was just a, it was all around just a plus. I, I, I got to ask you this. Cause I could literally <laughs> give the least amount of shits about soccer, but I understand as a fan, as a diehard fan of any sport, winning a championship is probably a really good feeling. Where would this rank as far as fandom on moments? Like as a fan of any team that you're a fan of. Um, okay. So it'll rank. Uh, this is probably like top, uh, top 10 ever, maybe. Yeah. Top 10 of the, of the best, one of my favorite sports moments. Like, well, I, um, I guess that as far as your fandom goes and I'm not trying to yeah, really get under your skin right here, but there's probably not too many, right? Yeah. But see, so let me put this in perspective here too. I always do this is I, you get a hundred points. Let's just say you get a hundred points right now and you can only divvy those up across all of the teams that you root for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the most of my points are going towards the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give uh, the next next up to, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then the third one would be Manchester City. So it's probably be like... That yeah. speaks pretty high of it, though, because I know you're mm-hmm. diehard A's and diehard Bucks. I guess yeah. I, just, I, I guess I never just really knew about soccer because, you know, we, you're not going to talk about that with me because I would probably look at you and be like, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I mean, I used to not be – I think the thing that draws me most to it is that it's uh, it's has such a good – like the, the clubs like the of the fandom is so big. And I know like in the U.S. there's such a big fandom with sports and you buy the jerseys and everything, but it's just a different type of vibe with, with uh, soccer. Yeah, dude, the, the soccer hooligans, like the um, – like on Eurotrip, remember when they go to yeah. – <laughs> they get stuck. I know it's Manchester United, but they get stuck in that bar. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of fandom that would make, I guess, getting into soccer probably pretty fun that I'm guessing you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And like, I meet so many people at this bar. There's a bunch of Manchester people that come in. Um, I think that's what a Manchurian. Man, I don't know. A Manchuri? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trev. I thought that's uh, what you said. I'm sorry. A Manchuri? That's oh, right. dude. Uh, against the odds, I got, I'm going to add just an honorable mention. Uh, against the odds, I was at a, um, I was at a bar uh, last – this was right after – no, this was the day before. No, this is the – I can't remember what day it was. Basically, I was just out at this bar near my house, and uh, it was, one of my friends was with me, and we were just having a drink, and it was great. And then she ended up leaving, um, and then there, I saw a girl in the bar. I went over there, asked her for her, for her number. 
Um, she looked like she was out of my league. I talked to her for a little bit before I asked for her number. Um, and uh, she ended up giving me her number. So against the odds, you know, this bald guy still has it. Here we go, dude. Okay. Have you have you contacted her since? Or are you doing the good old three-day waiting game? Dude, we don't do that three-day waiting. I think I texted her about 30 seconds after I walked <laughs> yeah. out of the bar, dude. <laughs> You te- you text her and then kind of peek through the window just to see if it was the real number. <laughs> yeah, dude. Or is she just like laughing at me and pointing to all her friends like, dude, this guy? Fucking loser. Uh-oh. He doesn't even have hair. What an idiot. <laughs> dude, I, that's a funny story also. I legit have I legit have asked a girl, like been talking to a girl before at a bar and then like probably 15 minutes in, she's like, I think you're really cute, but I don't do bald guys. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> Like, I wish you had told me that 15 minutes ago, pal. Yeah. I wouldn't have wasted all my time here. 15 minutes and two drinks later. It's cool. Not, not a, but uh, yeah, I texted her. We're supposed to, we're supposed to hang out this weekend. She was working all week and all that fun stuff. So we're going to hang out this, uh, this weekend, I believe. I don't know though. There you go, Who man. Knows? You have to keep us updated next, next week on how the, uh, the old hangout goes. Yeah, I will definitely keep you updated and uh, we'll, we'll have this uh, weekly did Ben get rejected um, segment? Maybe that'll be next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, speaking of getting rejected, um, I want to, I don't even know this is speaking of getting rejected, but I know that last week we were talking on the phone, we were having a grand old time and we mentioned some guilty pleasures that we have. Mm. We can, we can, you know, maybe even just do two segments this week. I, I didn't have too much planned for this Trav, but just the, mm-hmm. I want to ask you before we, we go into your bets. We talk a little bit about sports here. You got any guilty pleasures that you want to share? Okay. So I want to preface mine with, I'm not a weird guy. I don't think. Okay? <laughs> what? I, I just want to preface what I'm about to say by starting that off. I'm, I tend to see myself as a pretty normal person, but my guilty pleasure, um, it, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know what, Okay, actually, I'll I'll start by talking about this. Remember on Happy Gilmore when he is sitting in the batting cage and he's just wearing these fastballs like off his chest, off his forehead. <laughs> only three hundred, only three hundred sixty-four <laughs> more days to hockey tryouts. Yes. So the pain, how he loves the pain. Yeah. Kind of is how I feel about doing this. I don't know why I like hurting myself, but I really love the feeling. Putting my hand behind my head. Reaching down in my back, just grabbing a, a handful of back hair and yanking them right out. Okay, okay. Before we go into this, before we go, <laughs> easy. First off, you have that much back hair, dude. I am a, a nasty person, from and but I have it where it doesn't matter. Like if I had some, you know, on my receding hairline and it kind of filled my hairline, that'd be great. But it's not there. <laughs> Talking to it, a bald guy right now, so it's chill. <laughs> It is neck down. Anywhere where there can be hair, there is hair. And there's a lot of it. Fucking Grizzly Adams over here. Dude, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> no, but I'm telling you, I like my biceps have hair, my back. Uh, you know the part of the inside of the thighs where most yeah. men that I know, it kind of like rubs off or something? Yeah. Not me. I have hair there. <laughs> uh, I have hair all over my feet. I'm kind of like the little, the little monkey boy on Jumanji. <laughs> That's kind of what I look like, actually. Yeah. Except he has more head on the top of his head or hair on the top of his head. Oh, wow. That's too funny, man. This is one thing that is, I'm not as hairy as you, but as I'm getting older, I'm like, dude, hairs just pop up in random spots. Like, I'm like, what the heck? Like, 
Yeah. This is so weird. Like I got, I'm like, I got like three hairs that are growing out of my shoulder right now. And I'm like, what are these? I pluck them and they grow back. Right. Remember when we used to be little and you'd see like an old man that had like hair in his ears and nostril and you're like, ew, old man, shave that <laughs> out. It's disgusting. How do you even get hair there? And now you're starting to see like, oh, it's just natural. Like, and, and by the time you reach 50 years old, I'm sure you stop caring and stop oh, shaving geez, and stuff. You just a, let yeah. it ride. Yeah, you just – I 100% agree. I, I'm noticing that and like the nose hairs too as I'm getting older. And the nose hairs, you might like, Trav, the pulling out of the back hairs. I want to test you right now. Like I want you to go in the mirror and I want you to pull on your nose hairs and see if you like the feeling of that because I swear to God I did that one time and I cried for like a solid hour. I was like, okay. that hurts so bad. I already know that I hate that one. I actually <laughs> hate any pain to my face, really like any – Honestly, anything touching my face, I'm not a fan of. Who, who likes pain to their face? Uh, UFC fighters, I hope do. <laughs> I mean, I don't I think don't they know. like it. They don't like it. You okay. have to like that kind of shit to walk into a ring with another grown man and let him punch you in the mouth. I mean, that just sounds like a masochist at this point. Someone just who's like, yeah, man, I just want to get, I just want to hurt my face right now. Well, I kind of do that to my back, don't I? <laughs> Am I a, am I a backsticus? Is that a thing? I, I'm I'm. Are you like divvying it up, like figuring out what side you're gonna do it? Like, do you like? All right, cool. I'm gonna reach with the left hand today and do that over here. I'm gonna no, let I, that grow back out. So then I'm gonna go switch it up. Actually, that's a great question. No, I and I didn't think about this until you just asked me. It is always my right hand that goes back. So you you you're, so your right scapula, like your shoulder, that that area just is flowing with hair, as opposed to the left scapula is just bald. It's just balding. Point, yeah, yeah. And also, when you asked that question, I was thinking about what do I do with the hairs after? I just sprinkle them on the ground wherever I'm at, I guess. Because <laughs> it's not like I have like a a trash can in my car that I'm dumping these things into. I'm just sprinkling them all over the place. All right. So here, this is, this reminds me of a story too. When I was, so when I was like 18, 19, um, actually this even happened like when I was in high school, dude, like my hair was like, I already had like thin hair, but it wasn't like thinning when I was in high school, but I legit could just pull out the hair on the top of my head and it didn't hurt. I could just pull it out. And I thought it was funny. One day I was like, oh, wow, I just pulled that out and it just would come right out. And my friends would be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, are you dying? And I was like, no, nah, I just, I guess I can just pull it out. Like, and then it turned into like a party trick. My, like my friends would literally be like, Ben, pull out your hair. And I'll be like, all right, cool. And I just pull my hair out. Like what? <laughs> Thinking back, like I sound like a psychopath, dude. I literally sound like a, like I'm freaking Beetlejuice over here. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a, as a young male, you should not just have hair falling out of your head. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why I went bald at like 20 years old. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Uh, dude, guilty pleasures. This one's fun. And I hate to like, I feel like I'm just like going in on the, the dating things, but I have this guilty pleasure and it's, I don't even know if it's guilty, but I have this thing where I just love, I just like, I don't know what it is. And I've moved a lot, you know, this, I love to date or text girls i guess that don't even live in the same um city as me oh like uh like pursue a romantic relationship but you know that it's unlikely that it's gonna go anywhere because she lives like three thousand miles away i mean not necessarily three thousand she could be you know in the south she could be in nashville or texas or whatever it may be i'm just saying yes so i just have this habit of doing that um and i've 
during the pandemic, I lived in Long Beach and I was like doing the same thing where I was texting or like pursuing romantic relationships and be like, oh, well, maybe I'm like, dude, this isn't going to like, it, realistically, is this going to work? I don't know. I don't think it will. I, 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 I think statistically it, it wouldn't work and basing relationships on statistics probably isn't smart either. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's a guilty pleasure. It's a pleasure of mine that I probably won't stop. But uh, yeah. Oh, well, have you ever like sat back and thought about what it is that does it like is it like a thing where you maybe don't want to sacrifice your time or something like that you know you won't have to if she lives in texas because how are you going to do that unless you're like facetiming for an hour or or whatever but you don't have to sacrifice a lot majority of your time is that something like that yeah maybe that's it or maybe it's just i just go with what i'm comfortable with i think that's also a lot of times i'm like oh i know this person i can slide in their dms and i'm pretty comfortable and like I don't know. And I don't have to, you're right. I don't have to sacrifice my time sometimes because I'm like, oh, well, if I'm in whatever city I'm going, they, they live in, then yeah, we can meet up, but it's not, not as much like constraints. So hmm. it's an interesting, uh, it's a guilty pleasure. It's probably something I should talk to my therapist about, but uh, at this <laughs> point I'm just, uh, just rolling with the punches and just getting my hopes up and probably just tarnishing my brand here. Well, that, that's what we're we're here on the podcast for, so I can therapize you. Therapeute? Ther- ther- how Therapy- about just, yeah, therapeute me. I'll therapeute the hell ther- out of ther- you. Therapeutic. And then I, on, on the on more bodily function one, I, I definitely do reach down and you know smell my nuts every now and then, and they definitely don't smell well, but uh, yeah. Oh, dude. This is one of those those topics where if you ask any man and any of them say no, I'm calling absolute baloney on that guy. Yeah, that it, there's no way. Like you, you go in there, you, you take a little bit of a whiff, see if you have to shower that day, and then you keep pushing. Yeah, you're telling me these grown men don't go down and get a little under cheese, take a sniff <laughs> to make sure that they're good down there. Bullshit. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man. I, I, for the longest time, was like, I would do it. I'd be like, dude, you're gross. Like you're disgusting. All right, just one more smell. <laughs> you are gross. Go back in for the second, yeah, dude. dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the worst. I'm going to be honest. The worst is like right before bed. And if you didn't shower and you like right before bed and you're like, oh, damn, like I'll get mad at myself. Like I do need to shower. That smells so <laughs> bad. And I'm just going to sleep the whole night just with vinegar balls. Come on. Just, just basking in it. The old, the old V balls to sleep in. You know? <laughs> I'm just going to ferment overnight, dude. Oh, well, okay. While we're on this topic, you can go to sleep without showering before laying down in bed. Uh, like a lot of times I'm like right now. So in, in New York, it's the, the weather's so humid. So, or it's getting more humid. So no now, but like in the winter time, so I, I, I typically shower in the morning. So then I would just shower in the morning, do my whole thing and then good to go. And then wake up in the morning and shower. So I could do it then, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't dude. I, I physically and mentally don't think that I can lay down and happily go to sleep if I haven't showered yet. Wow. Happily go to sleep. So you're every night you're happily going to bed. Uh, sometimes my dreams are a little night terrorish, but Dude. going to sleep, I'm usually very excited. Yes. I love going to bed. Bro, Trav, this is why I know we're just like meant to be together. Sorry, Hannah. Um, because I genuinely get so excited going to bed. Dude, I have the coolest dreams ever. I have amazing 
just amazing time. I get excited. I lay down and I'm like, fuck yeah. And I, it's mostly 95% of it is just getting excited to dream because I know I'm going to have something, some cool dream. Okay. And I remember a lot of them, like most of my dreams I remember. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe you and me are meant to be together because we both get excited. Dude, like how many times, <laughs> how many times do you lay down and you're like, God, I've been waiting all day to be here. All the time, every time. Every, I, like, I was going to say, I literally feel like I say that every time when I lay down. But you know how many times I say when I wake up in the morning, like, man, I'm so excited to get up and get out there today. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that doesn't ever happen for me. No. Like tomorrow morning, I'm going to be excited. It's going to be a nice, bright Saturday morning. And I'm probably going to wake up at 730. And I'll be excited because it's Saturday and I'm just stoked on life. Saturday, I don't have to work. But. You know, I'd rather I'm going to be more excited that night when I get to go to bed. Exactly, dude. Oh, I'm already excited to lay down right now. Well, it's uh, it's 11:20 <laughs> at night where I'm at. So right after this pod, I'm probably gonna get that get the luck, get that lucky lay down feeling where your head hits the pillow, and I'm just oh wow, I'm excited already. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text you right when I lay down. God, isn't this the best feeling ever? <laughs> Yeah, that is the best. All right. Guilty pleasures. Our two segments in one week. We had none the last two weeks and then we get two this week. Wow. I'm going to start. We're going to get some fun ones going forward where we're going to get some some guests on here and we're going to ask them our guilty pleasures. And I'm just going to absolutely roast them because I know we're going to hear some weird stuff. Oh, absolutely. I I think one thing that we can do as well um, as far as like the guilty pleasures and things like this go have people send theirs in maybe they don't don't want to be on the podcast or whatever but they can like dm them or whatever to us mm-hmm. and then we can kind of like read something or whatever and then like, on that same thing too people who maybe have like segment ideas or topics that they want us to talk about could do the same thing like shoot them to us and then we can read them on the next potty yeah i mean i'm completely down every every um, link that we have on our spotify we'll have our um, a question too. like this week is going to be what your guilty pleasure is. So feel free to answer that question. It's directly in the Spotify app. Um, and we can get that going. It's going to be great. Um, dude, speaking of what's great, speaking of what is amazing and a guilty pleasure. And I don't even think I'm guilty about this. It's just a pleasure. Your bets. They're great. Mm. They're a pleasure. Last week, you went 3-0 and on your bets, bringing your total on our podcast to 4-2 and on the year. That's exciting. Dude, the, the 3-0 and just felt so, so good, as, it all, as going undefeated in betting always does. But the, the bets really weren't even close. And I remember saying on the last podcast that there was absolutely 0% chance that any of those bets missed. And I left nothing to doubt with these bets. I felt like they were all done pretty quickly. Um, the first one was the Yankees against the White Sox when Keiko pitched. And I had said in the podcast, last podcast, that Keiko would probably go three innings, give up six runs in those innings. And what did he do? Yeah, I think he literally gave up six runs. You're right. Right on the dot, dude. And it was quick, too. It was so, and it was so nice. And then the second one was the Braves against the Marlins. I had talked about how the Braves own the Marlins. And Eliezer Hernandez is kind of poo-poo. I think oh, I you, hell, you hate you. Yeah, you hate him because you ruined your fantasy team. You said, yeah, and just watching him, dude. He's dog. But the Braves beat them four to three, and then the last one that was the Brewers series money line, correct? Mm-hmm. Brewers series money line. 
And I yep. had mentioned the pitching that was lined up. It was Lauer, um, Woodruff, and then Peralta. And uh, Brewers took the first two games and then didn't have to worry about it after that. But it, it went exactly to plan, 3-0 sweep, and it felt so damn good. Oh, that was a 3-0 sweep. Wow, I thought they won two out of three. No, no, I was talking about my bets, 3-0. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, ended up, they ended up losing that next game. Freddie Peralta was pitching that Sunday game. I'm pretty sure he got hurt and got pulled pretty early and then the bullpen ended up losing the game, but didn't matter because they won the first two. Yeah, there we go. Four and two. So as we go forward, I know I mentioned this last week, but as we go forward, four and two, we're going to start having Trav compete against every single one of the guests that we have on every week and see what it brings. At the end of the year, we'll probably add it up and do something fun where we can get the people back, you know, see, see what the total records are. Something fun. We'll figure it out there. But, uh, Four and gonna, two, that's great, man. Anything we're gonna call else? we're gonna call that uh, stump the Schwab, like that old TV show. Dude, I I watched that show every single week. I used to record it on DVR and just <laughs> I swear I was a nut about that show. Remember Schwab's old sloppy fat ass? Yeah, like they had to have some ugly dude on there. Like I felt bad for the guy. Like they specifically got like a chunky Jewish man. Sorry. But, and he was just dripping chili cheese on like down his shirt, and he just looked like he just looked like scum, dude. He bro, was so I, gross. I couldn't help but think they were feeding him answers because I would get so mad when they would ask him like the question to stump him, and then he would sit there and think for like I swear he'd be like for like three minutes he'd be like and he put his head in his arms and he would just do and then he'd be like nineteen forty five yeah like he's doing uh, the process of elimination of the last. Yeah, four hundred thousand athletes that came through in, in professional sports, and then he just randomly falls on the correct answer. It's a shit, yeah. Schwab. Um, yeah, and then he would be like running through stuff too. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy played wide receiver in the nineteen seventy six Super Bowl, um, and uh, at two minutes and forty five seconds left in the game, I remember the coach paced uh, up and down the sideline three times. Like, what, dude? You don't? That's not true. That's that, that, and if it is. There's no way you remember that. If it if that is true and he remembers that vividly, I wish that he would put his brain power to something better than remembering <laughs> a 1976 softball this guy, game. This guy could literally solve atomic, like solve world hunger, and like be just that absolute hero. But instead, he chooses to remember the 1976 Cleveland Browns roster. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, instead he decides to be the star of a 18 episode TV show. Yeah, where he li- where he just brings on old other old uh, other old white men to try and stump him, and then if they beat him, they literally just get like a gift card to Chili's. I get a slap on the ass <laughs> and then a, a walk out the door. Yeah, uh, you also remember that TV show on Sports Center or it was on ESPN where it was like they're trying to find the next Sports Center anchor. Do you remember that? I do, I do. I always wanted to be on it. <laughs> Me too, so bad. I used to sit in front of the TV and be like, "Mom, I could do way better than these guys. I could do." And I would like be like trying to like submit my reel to ESPN. <laughs> at, and then at you... ten years old. Mm-hmm. But then if you ended up going to an NFL game, uh. Back then, they always had like the ESPN truck would come prior to like Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, whatever ESPN was broadcasting that week. And you could go in there and you could record your own intro for Sports Center. They had like a teleprompter and everything, or you could just wing it and do it yourself. And I remember mm-hmm. I did one. And to this day, it's probably at my mom's house somewhere where I literally recorded an intro for it and it's on a VHS tape. And 
I was so stoked on it. I thought you were gonna say to this day you still turn Sports Center on every day, seeing if they if they film that <laughs> or ro- roll that one at the beginning of the show. They're just like, all right, this week we've never done this before, but we have this ten year old ten year old clip from fifteen years ago. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. and then Stuart Scott's like, no way, this kid's not bald now, right? <laughs> Stuart Scott is. Oh, rest uh... in peace. I fucked that up. My bad. <laughs> Scott Van Pelt, there's my boy. Oh, you guys kind of look alike, dude. That's perfect. Oh, dude, Scott Van Pelt, that's so great. You say that because we've, you know, how on Scott Van Pelt's show, for everyone out there who who listens, on Scott Van Pelt's show every night, he does a great job of doing like bad beats and all these great different segments. But one of the last segments he does is basically people taking photos of bald people in public that look like Mm -hmm. him. He's a bald guy with glasses. So I've been in several bars where people have asked to take photos of me, but every time I don't, I don't wear glasses. So like everyone would be like, Oh, we got to find glasses. And like three, those three times we found someone's glasses and someone took a photo of me. And it's always funny. Like Scott Van Pelt spotted at this bar in San Francisco or Scott Van Pelt spotted at this bar. I'm just like hilarious. Like it never made it on the show, but uh, Scott Van Pelt drinks white claws. What a nerd. <laughs> oh, wow. dude, hating on the old white claw life, huh? Yeah. I broke up with white claws. It was a tough breakup. What's your uh, what's your what's your seltzer of choice these days? I'm I'm actually not drinking seltzers anymore, dude. I'm back to the regular old brewskis. Wow, I'm not drinking big... since I moved down here. I've been drinking a lot of eight oh fives. Just I, I don't know, they're kind of like a nicer, cheap beer, I guess. But I've even been doing a little dabble in the old IPA lately as well. Yeah, man, I've been drinking too much too much beer to be honest. I think I'm I'm sticking to the. Um, just the, the good stuff lately. I've just been doing in a gin phase. I just really like gin. Ooh. Uh, threw up my mouth a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because Ryan, Ryan Reynolds owns or sold Aviator Gin. I started getting on Aviator Gin because of that, and I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Not a big beer drinker these days. That's just so, so filling. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm getting old. Yeah, I, I guess anything that Ryan Reynolds does, you'd probably try to – imitate because he's pretty pretty damn close to perfect so yeah speaking of to go back to our previous segment guilty pleasures i i'm, I'm pretty sure i'm a straight male from everything that i i've done in my life but i just want to point out again you said pretty sure i just don't <laughs> i just don't... pretty sure you never know maybe like uh, that something could happen and your just mindset changes overnight like what happens i wake up tomorrow and i'm gay you ever think of that again i just I mean, maybe it does happen, but I'm pretty sure it's one of those things where you either are or you aren't. You know? I, think, I think so, too. So I'm pretty sure I'm still going to say that pretty sure uh, <laughs> that I'm a straight male. But I'm telling you, there's some guys out there that I'll get a little wiggle down there, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. No, no. We're, we don't have to circle back to this, but absolutely not. There are men that, like I said, if, if, if there's somebody that says that they don't have little man, man crushes, then... Just don't believe yeah. you. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is at the top of, of that list. There's a few other guys there, but yeah, Ryan Reynolds. The, the guys who say the guys who say that they don't have any man crushes are the same guys that say they don't smell their under cheese. Yeah. The good old Fumundas. They just uh, they just can't accept manhood, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Trav, we have gotten way off topic here. You Anyways, were four, you were you were four <laughs> and two last week. You have three bets that we can get going for this week. Tell the lovely listeners, make some money for them. Okay, so I did have three bets, and as he said, we had to re-record. So I had to really scrounge together three bets today. Mm-hmm. Um, I still obviously would not put these bets out if I didn't trust them or if I didn't like them. So these are my uh, three bets that I put together about 30 minutes ago. 
Those um, are the best type. Yeah, usually those are the ones that win for me. But mm-hmm. um, okay, so this will be out Saturday morning. So I think this game starts at one one p.m. Pacific time. Uh, it is the Guardians versus the Tigers, and Shane Bieber's on the mound. So I'm going to take Guardians wow. money line. Uh, Shane Bieber's already thrown against the Tigers twice this year. Absolutely carves them up. He threw against them, I think, his last start, and they actually lost the game four to two. But he he went seven innings. I think he had like ten Ks, uh, two earned, something like that. But the offense just didn't hit. Um, tomorrow, I'm thinking there will be a different outcome. I think that he he'll probably go the same amount of innings. I I don't I don't see him giving up two runs again. Um, so Guardians money line. It still doesn't feel right saying Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians money line on Saturday. I, I, I agree. It doesn't feel right, but I do. I'm a fan of the, the jerseys. Yeah. I, I think I think eventually with time, obviously, it'll change. But I just said, you know, obviously said the Indians for so long. But, um, yeah, so Guardians money line on Saturday with Shane Bieber on the mound. And then the other two bets are both going to be Sunday games. Um, one of them is the Angels and Jays. I am taking the under in that game. It is uh, Patrick Sandoval, who's been absolutely lights out for the Angels this year. Uh, he actually he's a left-handed pitcher, and the Blue Jays are predominantly a right-handed lineup. But Patrick Sandoval has a probably the best one of the best changeups in baseball that kind of equalizes that out. Actually, he did, fares pretty well against right-handed hitters, better than he does against lefties. Um, and then Jose Barrios is throwing for the Blue Jays. And I said this in the last recording. I actually had taken the Blue Jays uh, series money line, I believe. Manoa was throwing tonight against the Angels. And the Angels just struggle against elite arms, as, I mean, most teams do. But I think that the price that you can get that at, because it's probably going to be somewhere around, I don't know, like nine and a half, maybe eight and a half, because both of those offenses are so good. But you have two really good uh, pitchers that are I think you're going to carve. So the under in the Sunday game for the Angels and Jays. And then this one I really, really love. It's the Sunday game for the Giants and Reds. And I'm going to be taking the Giants money line. Um, The odds I don't think are going to be that bad because Cobb has not been very good on paper this year. Uh, The Giants are facing Tyler Malley, who's been horrific this year. Absolutely awful. Uh, Giants tend to feast on bad pitchers, and I think you're gonna. I think the reason I liked it so much is because you're probably gonna get pretty good odds on it. And Alex Cobb has, if you look at his ERA and all that stuff, it's not very good. But all of his underlying statistics, like all of his his FIP, all, all the analytics and stuff like that, show that he should be doing a lot better than he is. Just some tough luck so far. Um, I kind of see that evening out and figuring itself out against the horrible, horrible Reds lineup. Um, but I think you're I think the odds won't be too bad to where, you know, it's not gonna be like minus two two ten or anything like that. So the three picks are Guardians money line on Saturday, Angels and Jays under, which will probably be around eight and a half or nine and a half on Sunday, and then the Giants money line on Sunday. Great. Those are awesome picks. I'm gonna go place those uh right after we jump off the pod. Uh Hopefully, let's keep the streak going here and get you uh get you up there to seven and two if uh, all three of these hit. Um, I personally love out of these three picks. I like the 
Angels and Jays pick the best because the money is or the the spread there is going to be the probably really lucrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking an under in a Jays and Angels game is is crazy considering the amount of you know power that both of those teams have. You have arguably the best hitters in all of baseball in that one game. So I mean, mm-hmm. even if if you're not even betting on it, I'd say you definitely need to tune in at the very least. Um, and then speaking of the Angels. Actually, real quick, just to make sure, yes, Guardians money line Saturday, Angels versus Jays under on Sunday, Giants money line on Sunday. Go in there, place those bets, Trav. Let's uh, let's get you there. Uh, seven and two, we will yes, see. Sir. But speaking of Angels, um, right before we got on the podcast here, I found out from one of my friends who's at the game. She was texting me and saying that there's all free concessions at the angel game right now. And we're recording this on Friday. So there's free concessions at the angel game going on right now. It's the bottom of the six. The angels are currently up three to two in the game, but I was blown away. I was like, what do you mean free concessions? Like, is it some like thing where buy one, get one free or something? She's like, no, the credit card machines are all out and they're not (laughs) accepting cash. So it's literally free. I was like, wow, that sounds like a madhouse. It sounds insane. She's like, no, it's incredible. Like insane right now. It's like, it's hectic. Everyone's like running around. I was like, are people just going up there and getting like four beers each? She's like, you're only allowed to get two. So then people are just going up and then going back and like free hot dogs. Everything's free. I'm like, what? Well, and even worse for the Angels, which they typically crowd wise, you know, they're, it's not ever bad. Like they're not, it's not like the Rays or anything like that, but. Or the A's. You can call us out. I, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, like the Rays <laughs> or the A's. Um, but. Tonight is a Shohei Otani Star Wars bobblehead night. So, you know, for a fact that place is, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I was watching the game. It's packed shoulder to shoulder. Every single seat sold out. And for that to happen on this night, nonetheless, on any night given, I mean, they're going to lose a shit ton of money. But on this night, out of all, would probably be the worst case scenario for the Angels. Yeah, someone has to be getting fired right now, and probably no one in the Angels organization is probably their food vendors. Whoever messed up in the credit card machines down is insane. And I was trying to think of a way for them to like profit off this. Like, oh, well, they're losing a ton of money, but there's people. That, and I'm like, well, they want people there to buy the food, and they're not doing that. So hopefully, they make money off of maybe merchandise. I don't know. I don't know if those machines are down too. I'm just trying to think of some positive to come out of it. I guess. All you're getting is ticket sales, which if you've been to an Angel game, it's not very much. Yeah, I mean, that's that's tough. I would love to be there, though. I definitely think it would be impossible, though, to get, like, any beer. If it's free, everyone's just running up there, and they have to sell out of everything. Yeah, you'd basically have to say, like, fuck the game. I'm going to stand at the back of the line. I'm going to get to – when I get to the front, I'm ordering two beers, going right back to the back of the line, and just continue that for, for the seven and a half innings you can get beer. Yeah, that, that would be insane. Um, and then, and then every like after every four beers, you just mix in a hot dog or something to soak up the alcohol. Well, yeah, there's no limit on the amount of food. So if it's free, I'm going up there and saying, "Give me 15 chicken tenders and seven <laughs> hot dogs." Like what? <laughs> sure, surely they put up a side or something that was just like it just says like, "Don't be an asshole." Okay. <laughs> Someone's like, "I'll take." All of the hot dogs you have, yeah. literally all of, like what? And like some guys are just like selling hot dogs from his seat. He's like, oh, they, I'll take cash. Like, come on. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we, well, we only have three ready right now. I'll wait. Go ahead and throw <laughs> some on the grill. I'll wait. 
Oh, that's I. I feel so bad for those food service people. This is oh. probably the worst day of the, like their lives. This this guy wanted to probably just go in and have a casual day. He's like, you know what? I've been doing this for twenty years. I've been hanging out, relaxing. No, the one day that this this it's bobblehead night, so I know it's gonna be busy. But no, now it's just insane. Yeah, and he, he you know he told his wife when he was leaving home, you know, I just want a really easy night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, Gary. Just got wrecked. Poor Gary. Absolutely dude. not. Dude. Just getting clobbered uh, down there. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's that's great, Trav. All right. So we got your bets. We got the guilty pleasures. We love that. We got the against the odds segment. Um, we can do closing. Actually, you know what? Before we do closing, I got a quick question for you, too. And I know you were thinking about this. So what is your feelings on the Yankees? not having being able to have beards like you can have a mustache but you can't have a beard still it's 2022 i think in all of sports it is one of the weirdest organizational rules i probably have and may ever hear how how and i'm pretty sure that rule was made in like in like 1970 or something like that i think it was before that i think it was before it was with steinbrenner so yeah, yeah maybe 1970 makes sense but that's it's insane to me because the the amount of play there's players for sure in the MLB that are like I would never play for the Yankees like there's no way Charlie Blackman who has a massive beard would be like yeah sure if he went to the Yankees like part part of his beard and his stick is like that or part of him his character and who he is and is is his beard so one thousand percent there have has you, to have you seen him when he first got drafted him without a beard. Yeah, it's insane. I'm like, that's him. He looks it, nothing. He looks like a child. He looks like he he's a skater kid, and then now he looks like he could kill me with a hatchet. Yeah, dude, he is uglier than piss. Yeah, and it, I I would honestly like I'm one of those guys, and I think like beard is like what they say the makeup makeup for men, right? Mm-hmm. Without a beard, extremely ugly. I'm not saying I'm super good looking with a beard, but much better looking than without. I need to be able to grow a beard here soon because it's struggling. There's nothing better than a bald guy with a beard, too. Dude, I can't grow a beard yet, man. It's patchy, dude. I'm like Patch Adams out here. Patch Adams didn't have a beard. (laughs) For the second time in three weeks, we're going to shout out Mr. Hayflick. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That is the ideal man. Like What I want to look like when I grow up is Jerry Hayflick. Yeah, that guy. That guy can bench press probably like three twenty, and then he has a beard. And he's bald. Oh. And he's, he's just he, a, how old do you think he is? Probably like probably like fifty nine. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say somewhere fifty five to sixty. Okay. No, so. no, no. I know he is sixty. He is sixty because I remember when they celebrated his sixtieth uh, birthday. So, okay, so for those people that don't know Gary. Hay- Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Sorry, I was stuck on the Angels employee <laughs> that don't know Jerry Hayflick. The guy is built like an absolute brick shit house. He is buff as hell. He used to coach. He coached college football for a long time, so I'm I'm pretty sure he probably outlifted a lot of his players. And on top of that, he's got a bald head, and it's perfectly tanned because I don't I don't know how long he's been bald, but clearly for the amount, right amount of time to be you know to have. Because I remember when Brock went bald and it was just like white, looks kind of yeah, freaky. Yeah, <laughs> kind of <laughs> freaky. Just for, just for a while though, you know, it just takes a little time. Like uh, dude, I think Brock funny. will look good bald one day, but Gary Hayflick, God, I called him Gary again. <laughs> dude, <laughs> he's gonna dude. kick my ass. 
you're done, bro. Dude, the name that's not like I, the name Jerry is way better than the name Gary, too, man. You, Gary I, just see Gary just sounds nerdy. You can't describe a guy like I'm like a man like I'm describing right now as his name be Gary. Yeah, Gary definitely is a terrible like no one's like, oh yeah, I love the name. Like if, if you have a kid and he pops out and you name him Gary, like what are you thinking? <laughs> this guy like literally, oh he just looks like a Gary. All I think is all I think of is the Rascal Flatts singer uh, Gary Laveau. Shout out to my friend Jonathan George, who looks exactly like that guy. By the way, I, I have no idea who that. I know what Rascal Flatts is, but no idea what he looks like. Well, just know this: it is not a compliment because he is ugly as shit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to your friend. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> um, sorry, Gary. Oh man, that's so. Uh, let's go back to this beard thing real quick, and then I really want to actually ask you one fresh off the couch question because I we can't do this 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 potty without at least asking one. Right. Yeah. No, but it, it's it's extremely weird, and I, I don't know. It's just micromanaging at its finest. But you know, the Yankees organization. I'm not that surprised by that kind of stuff. So, well, it's funny because when Joey Gallo first went to the team last year. Um, Joey Gallo has kind of an interesting, like he has like a double chin. No mm-hmm. hate. I got a little bit of a double chin too is what it is, but he covered that up well with the beard. You couldn't tell. And then when he shaved, I was like, wow. And you can definitely tell he didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to shave this off, but he had to. And then even like Josh Donaldson had to shave his like beard and these guys, yeah. it's, it's, it's just weird that you're telling grown men that they can't have facial hair. Yeah, I, and the reason his – I don't know about the beard thing, but I remember something about long hair as well. Yeah, yeah, um, you're still not allowed to have long hair there. Yeah, I think it was maybe – Johnny Damon? No, it was uh, Clint, uh, Clint Frazier. Yeah. And he used to have that really long red hair. Yeah. And they – the reason that they gave him that he had to shave it is because it was a distraction. Yeah, I mean, it, distraction it's, to to who? It's it's yeah. I don't think it, that that's just their excuse. It's not a distraction. It's more that they they can't make an exception for this guy and not anyone else. You know, right? It's, there's I, like, there's you know, like, how many times that I have played baseball and say there was an extremely handsome guy on first base with long, luscious, flowing hair and a nice beard, and I go up to bat and I'm like <laughs> distracted by him at first base. No, I'm locked in. I'm here to play baseball. <laughs> When I when I get to first base, I might tap him on the butt and say, "What's up? Good looking or something," you know. But that's not that's, distraction. That would be great. So, Trav, why did you strike out? Oh, dude, the guy on first base is fucking sexy. You Do you see, see Gary Hayflick at first base? How am I supposed to pay attention? Do you see Gary Hayflick at first base? Oh no, no, Gary wasn't there. Gary was headed into work at the Angel Stadium to give away free hot dogs. <laughs> Fucking Gary, he's everywhere. <laughs> Fucking Gary, and, he, and he's also he also has a concert in Fresno for Rascal Flatts. <laughs> dude, oh Gary, dude, oh man, that's too good, dude. Uh, speaking of Gary's, Gary Sheffield, he didn't have a beard on the Yankees. Mm-mm. Much better looking with one. Yeah, I would say that Gary Gary Sheffield is a scary man. I'd, I'd say I I think yeah he uh, he's a scary man. No more intimidating of a batting batting stance than he had. Yeah, I just found out a couple of days ago too that Gary Sheffield, um, of all qualified players, had the worst fielding war in MLB history. Is that right? Yeah, it's terrible. I think second is like Manny Ramirez. But uh, that is yeah. an incre- that's an incredible tidbit, and I would have absolutely never guessed that. 
Yeah, he was so bad in the field, though. I, I remember that, but I didn't know it was bad enough. Because, I mean, he was a good athlete. I wouldn't have imagined it was bad enough to be the worst ever. Like, yeah, Manny I think Ramirez it's like, was I think a it's like, shit show. I think it's of qualified players, though, too. I don't know. I mean, of course, war is you'd have to play a specific amount to, of games in the field. To right. Joe Adele's, very luck, Joe Adele's very lucky he hasn't made, met that quota yet because hey. I'm sure he will pass up. Joe Adele is coming at you now, dude. He's going to... Yeah. Speaking of more Garys too, Gary Matthews Jr. was a definitely good in the field though. So that's a good good Gary right there. Oof. I, I'll never forget that catch he made when he was with Texas. Mm. Yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna he, like jumped up on the wall and spun and robbed the homer at the same time. Oh turned me on. We're gonna start a new segment called the Good Garys. <laughs> You'll never run out of them. There's so many Garys. <laughs> version number one, Gary Hayflick, my favorite. <laughs> Gary, it's not even a person, dude. It's my favorite, my favorite Gary is Gary Hayflick. My favorite Gary, dude. My favorite Gary <laughs> as of today. My favorite Gary is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say it's. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Gary Sheffield this week. I, I, I love Gary Sheffield. This batting stance was crazy. I'd play with him in. Uh, uh, in uh, what was that? The the MLB game with all the juiced up guys. Um, oh, um, oh, having such a brain fart right now. It was like the equivalent to NFL blitz, but you MLB. could like run to first base and yeah, punch, it was like punch, big league. It was first called, like, yeah, was it like MLB big leaguers or so? MLB, I no. can't remember. I don't know. Is I'd get slugfest, slugfest. Yeah, those yes. guys were just slugfest. You can just like start fighting. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, all right, Trav, we're coming up here on an hour. It's been a great time. I love it. I'm having fun. We could probably talk on here for five hours straight. But um, last question, fresh off the couch question for you. And I realized the last two weeks, we really I didn't really explain why, why we call this podcast Fresh Off the Couch. Um, yeah, that's probably been a good one for the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I can just do a quick uh, synopsis of it. I basically just thought of it fresh off the couch. I hear it all the time in, in the sports realm about a lot of players like just getting signed. Maybe they were on a hiatus. They were retired and then come out of retirement or they just weren't signed. They were free agent. And it, it's a thing to say like, oh, like that we signed this guy fresh off the couch and he's playing the next week. Uh, and Trav and me in this case, you know, we were on a hiatus. We've been doing our own things. We've been having fun in our lives. Started, started, decided to start a podcast here and, you know, we're fresh off the couch. We're jumping back into it. You know, we never really had a podcast before, but uh, we're jumping back into the, the realm of having fun and, and doing this dang thing. So that's why I thought of that. And trying uh, to make some, trying to make something of ourselves again. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, second wind here is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, all right. Fresh off the couch for you, Trav. One, one heater question for you. Let's hear it. Fresh off the couch. And what's your 40 time? Oh. Mm. No warm up, no stretching. No stretching? I mean, you could do a quick, like, couple jumping jacks, maybe touch your toes a few times and then jump in there. Here's a hot take DNF does not finish because I tear a hamstring at the 20th. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Dude, I don't know at this point. I think. As I've gotten bigger, it's just all hitting my tummy and my upper body, you know? My legs still aren't used to me running with that much weight up top. So I'm thinking that my hamstring just isn't prepared to pull all this luggage from upstairs. And it might just tighten up, rip right mm -hmm. in half. I don't know which one. But if it didn't rip, I would say, oh, God, 
I'm 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 kind of like Brock on this one. I don't know exactly what a great like a good for a great four time would be like four or five, right? Yeah. I mean, not a great one for you would be great, but like I mean, in the NFL, the the fastest forty in recorded history uh, is a four two two by John Ross. Okay. Um, technically, they they said that Deion Sanders ran a four one nine. I think they said, but that that was before they had like the official laser timing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Chris Johnson ran a four two four, which was incredible. Okay. Um. So four two in general is going to be nuts. That's in, there's Elite. no way you're ever there's no way you're ever going to do that. Um, I'd say if you ran on a sub five at, fresh off the couch, that'd be impressive. I, I don't think that I would do that simply because you said no stretching. Maybe if mm-hmm. I stretch, I might be able to get a five. But I would I'm going to be safe on the safer side and say a five two. Five two. That's a good. Not that bad. That's a good one. Uh, I think Tom Brady, when he ran his, what Tom Brady's 40, I think was like a 5-1. Oh, you know, the only difference is I wouldn't look probably nearly as goofy as he did. Uh, he said it was a 5-2-8 when he ran the 40 in 2000. So, yeah. Oh, my, my only goal would be to beat Tom Brady and just say that I'm better than him at one thing at least, you know. 5-2-8, wow, you get a 5-2 you get a five, two, one. That'd be pretty nice. I would be excited for you. Cause I think in every other facet of life, Tom Brady kind of blows me out of the water, but yeah, I mean, Tom Brady is the pinnacle of health, the Dude, pinnacle health. of just good lookingness, uh, entrepreneur. Um, and since, since he got uh social media comedy, he's absolutely hilarious. He's great at golf. Yeah. I mean, overall just sounds like an awesome guy. I don't know if he's as cool as maybe Gary Hayflick, but you know, he's got it. <laughs> My dog Gary. Dude, we got to think of some more Garys. Gary Coleman, maybe. Dude, Rest there... in peace, Gary Coleman. <laughs> Dude, there's so many Garys. We got to make that a segment. My my best friend Gary. My best friend Gary. All right, all right, Trav. Well, you heard it here first. Running a five five two seven just to beat out Tom Brady's forty yard time. It's not bad. That's really not bad. You got your three bets on lock right here. Guardians money line, Angels under, Giants money line on Sunday. Go ahead, place those bets. Get them in there. We're going to have some fun this week, and we're going to be back on Thursday for some funness. We're going to be having a guest and uh, showing you all what, what we got going. So let's let's keep this up. Can't wait, man. You ready?